1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zotky.
2: And welcome to another edition of the Final Inspection Show. Yes, I am Steve Zotky and joining us through the uh, miracle of uh, technology, Jeff Orlowski, the Polish pipe. I'm Jeff. How are you doing, sir?
0: Oh, fantastic! They're still alive, no
2: corona for me, Steve. <laughs> and of course, uh, Mayor Mitch joining us, running the board at the studio, as uh, Jeff and I are broadcasting remotely with a neat little app that we have on our iPhones that plugs us right into the board. So neat stuff, and we can still uh, talk on the, on the phone to our friends. We'll be doing that this uh, this show. We'll, of course, talk with Dennis Michelson from uh, Front Stretch Sports and D-Mike Media. We'll get caught up on all the ugly things that happened this week in the world of NASCAR. And uh, a special treat for me in the second hour, I'll be talking with Dr. Steve Olvey, who is probably one of the pioneers in racing history. If you can have a Mount Rushmore of racing safety, I should say, um... You know, you might want to put, of course, like somebody like Bill Simpson, of course, who was a former driver and did so much in the world of of, of safety. But then there's also um, uh, talk like somebody like Jackie Stewart, former uh, Formula One driver and world champion, and and he did so much uh, for on behalf of the drivers. Was kind of like the voice of the drivers in Formula One, where basically. Uh, if you were a Formula 1 driver in, in, in the 1960s, you had a 1 in uh, one in 5 chance of getting killed. And just just mind-blowing uh, stat. So you probably would put him on there. And I think uh, Dr. Steve Olvey would go on there because he was so instrumental in pushing uh, racing safety in the United States to the next level. And uh, we're going to talk with him. He wrote a book called Rapid Response uh which is probably almost 10 years ago um and and just kind of walked us through the you know when he started in the early 70s to where uh indycar safety was and where it progressed to is is just just for me somebody who's always been interested in the safety side of it and actually had an opportunity to work in that side for a bit always always kind of kind of cool for me Um, And then, uh, of course, we'll talk to Larry Janicek. We'll play three questions with Larry and uh, just looking forward to it. So, Jeff Orlowski,
0: anything happened this
2: week in the world of NASCAR that I might have (laughs) missed? You know, you think that when the season
0: is delayed how it is and there's nothing going on, no actual racing, and all that kind of stuff that, you know, it would just kind of fly under the radar. And uh, thanks to uh, iRacing these last couple weeks, NASCAR has done anything but go under the radar. You know, two weeks ago you had the Bubba Wallace rage quit the, the race at Bristol because him and Clint Boyer got into it. And he loses a sponsor in real life, which is absolutely ridiculous and then this week Kyle Larson putting his whole uh, not even his foot his whole leg in his mouth uh dropping the end bomb during a uh not a NASCAR uh i racing but some other different uh, version of i racing and uh and obviously that was the uh the story of the week and uh you know it uh, it's crazy Kyle Larson uh you know, so he got suspended by uh, Chip Ganassi Racing, got suspended by NASCAR, and then ended up getting released uh, from Chip Ganassi after all his sponsors uh, were were pulling out um, and weren't going to back him anymore. You know, it's it's weird that a Japanese-American would use that word um, you know, you have one of the other, like, quote-unquote, one of the only two, you know, real minorities in the sport using that word uh, against another group
2: of minorities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, here's the deal. Uh, okay, you, you, you heard the story like, oh, boy. Uh, and you think, you know, I, I admit I'm a Kyle Larson fan. You're thinking, Well, wow. Did he maybe say it with the A on the end? You're trying to justify it? Was it stupid? You know, this is a stupid thing. There's no justification for it. But you're like, you know, then I heard it. I'm thinking, yeah, there's no way you can do if if there's no way to say, well, he meant to say this. He meant. I mean, it's just out there. It's like it's ugly. It's it's embarrassing whatever you want to put on it and it's bad and it's like hmm, you know i thought it was interesting that that but i i now if i recall i think bubba wallace actually heard it live and called like and they they had a kind of heart-to-heart talk and bubba didn't didn't give him a pass on it but said dude you know what are you doing and, it, you know, this is going to get ugly for you. And you could tell you knew right away, like, oh, boy, you know. I mean, we yeah. know yeah. Uh, be, us being on the radio, that's basically a career ender. If you or I did it or Sparky or anybody else would do it, I mean, yeah, you you can't do that in the world of radio entertainment. There's a certain uh, buddy of mine. He's got the three keys to success. And the three keys to to success, especially regarding to social media, he says you don't say the N word, you don't say the C word, and you don't com- compare anybody to Nazis. That's my buddy Ralph who who told me that earlier this week. And you know, basically, you follow those three uh, th- three words, the pearls of wisdom. You know, you're you're probably going to go far in this world.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I think you know, Bubba Wallace's uh, reaction yeah, was. Uh was fantastic you know he um i i read the the article about his reaction to it and he said right after uh larson said it larson called him uh he didn't answer he texted him he didn't answer said larson called him the next morning and and bubba picked up the phone and you know basically told him you know there's no excuse and uh for using that word and that um you know, it, there's obviously no uh, no one to blame but yourself. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a problem how easy it was for him to say that word. Uh, but then on the flip side, you know, Bubba did come to his defense a little bit and said, you know, while there's no defense for it and all that, his apology was sincere, his apology... Uh, you know, it was heartfelt and everything like that, and you can tell that that he meant it, and he felt horrible about what he had said. Then Bubba also went on to complain about the reaction that main mainstream media was giving this, and that uh, a lot of people were just saying, "Oh, well, you know, that's just NASCAR. That's typical NASCAR." When NASCAR has made a huge investment in the drive to diversity and trying to get more minorities into uh, being on these guys' pit crews and uh, working in the garage and, uh, you know, developmental drivers and stuff trying to work their way through the ranks, you know, NASCAR has taken a good step to come out of the shadow of – you know, South being a sport for the South and Jim Bob Hillbilly with no teeth, uh, you know, are all the fans watching NASCAR and that uh, a situation like this kind, you know, it definitely ruins most of the goodwill that NASCAR has been trying to build and has been successful at. And you have Kyle Larson who worked his way through the, the drive to diversity and he was the one who said it so it uh it's a horrible situation all the way around i also found it interesting that the day after uh he said it as well uh willie t ribs who you had that fantastic interview a few weeks ago on this station and uh, on this fantastic program uh called he reached out to kyle larson and obviously you know, he was the first African-American to ever drive the uh, Indy 500. And uh, if you watched Uppity and um, and know the story, you know the amount of racism that Willie T. Ribbs had to deal with. But on the flip side of that, Willie T. Ribbs is also a guy that has put his foot in his mouth many times over. And uh, and he said the same thing, you know. There's no no reason why uh why that word should have been said and um you know there's no excuse for it there's nobody to blame but but himself however this shouldn't cost him his career it shouldn't cost him his livelihood he should have a second chance uh he's got to prove himself and and work hard in the community and and uh in the black community and reach out and and show that that's not who he is as a person to try to change his image. I think a lot of the people, especially around here, that, you know, completely want to bury him and all that, and, you know, oh, yeah, he should never race again and all that kind of stuff. A lot of the people, especially in the Milwaukee area, being Brewers fans, you are a lot quicker to... Forgive Josh Hader, than um, they seem willing to do with Kyle Larson, and obviously the Kyle Larson thing is fresh; it just happened a few days ago, so the the time hasn't gone by. And there's no one except really Bubba Wallace in the sport who is a black man who could sit there and kind of vouch for Kyle Larson the way that Lorenzo Kane did for Josh Hader where he put his arm around him and said, you know, hey, this guy is is not a racist. He's not a horrible person. He just said some really stupid things when he was young. Um, you know, something like that is going to have to happen for for this to blow over. That being said, I don't expect Kyle Larson to be a free agent. I don't expect him to not be driving in the Cup Series
2: next season. Do you? Boy, that's an interesting question. Because I, I we we'll, we'll, we're going to talk to Dennis uh, Michelson coming up next in in the next segment here, and I want to ask him that question. Because you wonder, I, I think he could. I, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, there right, right now, everything is coronavirus. Turn on the news. What is it? Coronavirus or everything associated with it? Hey, look at this. This, 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 this lady in in her base. making masks okay let's everybody send a camera crew over there so everything is geared to that I think there's going to be such caught a media flush or whatever once we start getting back going once we get sports going again and plus don't forget there's all the all the stories regarding when sports come back and we'll talk to Dennis about this we're going to be racing in front of uh, empty stands how is it going to look Regarding you know whether it's baseball, auto racing, you name it, and uh, it's going to be I I think there there's going to be so much news out there that will it be pushed aside? I mean just think how quickly this news cycle's going. We just had a a president was impeached a month and a half ago. When was the last time you heard about that?
0: Yeah, you haven't.
2: Right, because there's so much happening now. So you know I'm not trying to downplay what he said because it's out there and it's ugly uh i think uh, i wanted to kind of mention you mentioned willie t and uh he had a couple different quotes here um he goes i just wanted to support him find out what he's thinking and it was good talk in you know but like like what you said he says i told him it wasn't the end of his career but just a setback um he says I felt for the kid because you tell you could tell it wasn't made with malice, and I don't believe he's a racist, or I wouldn't have called him. Uh, I told him nobody in racing understands the n-word more than I do, and I think it's the first time he's laughed in three days. But there's the GA v- version, and there's the deal-breaker version, and it was obvious which version it was. Uh, and this is an interesting point he brings up. He gets, I get that the millennial, the millennials use it a lot now. In, uh, nowadays as a term of endearment and its slang, but Kyle knows he shouldn't have said it and doubt if he ever does again. And I know somebody like me who's older understands, you know, it was used back when I was a kid in Malice. And I think we all, anybody who's my age, is, you know, Tim Allen's age and, and, and you know, I, I, you know, are older, like the, the word, the kid in the 70s and 80s, we all knew that racist dad. Everybody had a friend who had the racist dad, and maybe in when in with, with you who was ten years younger than me probably had that too. But I think we all knew the racist dad, and who would drop that? And it was it was embarrassing. It was ugly, and you know. So it's it's it, it, it it's an interesting it's an interesting conversation. It's an ugly conversation. Added to. Two. Um, I, I I like what Willie said about this, and you, you, if you watch his documentary, you you understand he's 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 had skin in the game. So I take I take what he says a little bit more than some little NASCAR writer who's 27 years old, who went to college and has been covering the sport for five years, and has oh, never absolutely and really? and, and it hasn't really been. been. To in NASCAR when they put the the barriers they put in front of not only Willie but also somebody like Janet Guthrie. I mean, you see what Janet Guthrie did and how Darlington treated her the first time she went to Darlington. Oh my God, it's embarrassing. I mean, I I was you know so embarrassed for the sport to see how they treated her the first time she went to Darlington. It's it's awful, you know. So. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's an ugly situation, but uh, that's a good point. I'm kind of curious. Let's see, where, where is he going to end up? I mean, in a weird thing, could this be – I don't know. Could this be – could end up in a better ride from this? Who knows? I mean, this is a guy who's going to be a free agent. Well, now he's a free agent, so where does he land? We know that Tony Stewart said, hey, I'll bring him on my team. So oh, let's see definitely. what that – Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Dennis Michelson and uh, see what he says on this on the subject of not only Kyle Larson, but uh the the, the world of NASCAR at this moment and when are we gonna see racing again coming up next on the final inspection show
1: final inspection final inspection Dennis Michelson of D-Mike Media is here to give us the inside track on NASCAR and the world of short track racing.
2: And welcome back to the final inspection show. Of course, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. And uh, we got an update from our friends at Great Lakes Dragway. And, of course, Governor Evers had extended the order to close through May 26th uh they're gonna actually review the orders and hopefully you'll be able to answer their questions in next uh, probably hopefully Monday or Tuesday and they're gonna see if they can open up maybe a little bit earlier. Uh, now when when the governors in that you know issued this extension, that's not like it's not written in stone. It's not like, well, geez, we like to open up May 10th, but geez, we already said uh, we extended the order to May 6. I mean that can be moved back. If, if need be, if, if things are progressing as they should. So hopefully, I think that's what they're thinking of. Because uh, if you notice, uh, Dennis, feel free to join us here. Because I think Illinois is through May 10th or something. Is that right? For Illinois being shut down? Yeah, I believe that's case
3: now. It, it, it's hard to figure it out. Because I think the governors around the country are spinning a big prize wheel. To determine what the date is, because the dates don't have anything to do with science or they don't have anything to do with, you know, anything logical. It's just this, hey, we're going to extend it out to a certain date. But there's so many changes that are happening over this coronavirus with all the studies that are coming out from Stanford University and from over in Italy and Germany and Colorado that are, are changing the way a lot of scientists are looking at the lethality of this this virus. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's not like it's a hoax, it's not like it's some kind of a, you know, ploy to get the, the mean orange man out of office. It's real. But the more we understand, like a, a week, we do like three, we gain three week or three months of knowledge every week when it comes to this craziness if you look back at how much has changed in the last month so i i don't understand why they can't go back to having cars go down the track while social distancing in the pits and making sure that there's no fans or limited fans or whatever it just i would think something between all or nothing
2: would certainly
3: be possible with a facility like Great Lakes Drag that's not a small facility.
2: Right, and and you look, you know, and and you, you know, I you look at I think was it Virginia or Maryland one of those moved it out to like June 10th. It's like, what are you doing? We don't know oh, yeah. what's going to happen yeah. in two weeks. And I think that that's where the criticism from Evers is okay, May 26. Well, why don't we just do like two week increments? Because then we can kind of gauge it better. But like I said, you know, it's May 26. It's, it's it's something they can walk back if they need to. So and I think that's what uh, Great Lakes is kind of waiting on. They're going to take a look because um, there's there's restaurants. Uh, our, our, there's a friend of ours, uh, John Dugan, who, uh, Rocky Rococo's, and he's opening up for carryout only oh, yeah. in a couple weeks. So there's you know there there's I got a cousin that owns a a, a restaurant in in New Berlin, and she, she's you know been struggling because for her. It, the carryout wasn't really paying off. So, I mean, it's great that, and I, I know I've been doing it. And I know friends have been doing it. You're trying to help these restaurants by ordering carryout, you know, maybe two, three times a week to, you know, help out the the local, we have a local, uh, cafe here in big Ben. We've been trying to, you know, we order breakfast a couple times a week from, and there's also a restaurant on the street that makes the best salads. I know and people are shocked at oh. Omi, like, Oh my God. I hate salads, but I've just been—I've been on this keto diet, and the, the salads—I don't know—it's—it's changed something in my chemistry. I think it for me to eat salads is. There you go. Jeff Jeff Pie already dropped his phone and is grabbing his chest right now, so. Uh, yeah, I'm it's shocked, weird. Uh,
0: to hear those words come out of your mouth. Uh, but yeah. you know, like you, uh, I'm a uh, larger man, and uh, I, I love salad. And uh, I could eat, uh, you know, a romaine salad every day of the week and uh, never get sick of it. So, you know, the just the, the stuff you put in it, change it up uh, a little every now and then, and uh, you got a whole new combo.
3: Yeah. Hey, you put a quarter pound of chicken, some cheese, and about a pound of croutons on, and all of a sudden that salad's looking pretty darn good. Or I sometimes build my salad on top of this thing called a double cheeseburger. It all works, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I used to do that. Now, uh, now, not so much. I can't do the croutons anymore, but, uh, you know, it, uh, you throw some meat in there, some green onions, cucumbers, and broccoli, and anything else you got laying around, and, uh, and it, it works, and then you 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 know or you can sit there and make a huge salad and you leave the uh some extra vegetables and then uh, the next morning you make yourself a nice delicious omelet
3: so it all
0: uh it all works out it,
3: it it's kind of amazing that we don't worry about romaine lettuce anymore
2: yeah that went away real quick yeah yeah that's true <laughs> yeah yeah remember that yeah that was a big thing i think uh but uh, let's get back to uh, NASCAR. And I guess the question everybody and a lot of fans are asking, Dennis, are we going to see Kyle Larson in a Cup Series car next year? Oh, gosh.
3: I hope so. I really hope so. And here, here's the thing about Kyle Larson. My take might surprise some people. But, I, yes, he should have been suspended. What, he's, what he did and said was not only dumb, but it was stupid. And it it has no place. That word should not be used by anybody. And I don't care if there's a double standard with rappers using it, other people using it, and all that kind of stuff. I don't care there's a double standard. There's double standards in everything in life. But we know, and and Steve, you were right. Any of us who grew up in the 70s knows that that word is something that you never mess with. You never say it. And, And the amazing thing is, You saw so many. I saw thousands and thousands of people defending Kyle Larson on social media. But I only saw like one or two real idiots that spelled the word out. So even the thousands of people that were defending him vigorously would not spell the word out because they knew how nasty it was. But can we just have something between all or nothing just once Like this cancel culture concept where somebody screws up one time and they could have done 150,000 things right. They screw up one time and they're ostracized and they're eliminated from the herd and they're just the worst person under the earth and their sponsors cancel and all this stuff. i got news for them. McDonald's, who was very quick to cancel, is in the middle of fighting a lawsuit against executives of theirs who claimed racial discrimination in demotions. McDonald's is also in a lawsuit for pulling media from minority-aimed radio station clientele, pulling their advertising back because they're trying to advertise less to the minority community than they used to in the past. McDonald's has had all kinds of discrimination suits all around the world, including down in Brazil. So their house is not clean either. Chevrolet, which pulled the uh, advertising from and banned him from their cars, you know, we're not going to support this guy. A couple of years ago, until it came to light in the news, there were discrimination things going on at different manufacturing plants around the country, including Toledo, where nooses were being held up in the break room. Nothing was done, despite many complaints all the way up the chain of command. Nothing was done by General Motors until it hit the press. So did we call for a boycott and never going back to McDonald's again because they discriminated against black executives and all these other things that they're doing? that they've been accused of and they've got lawsuits pending on? Did we pull all of our support from Chevrolet because they were turning a black, you know, they were turning their heads to what was going on in their own manufacturing plants that was just hideous and ridiculous and hurtful? No, we just said, clean up your act. Why not a suspension for Kyle Larson and a good one? maybe six months worth of not racing or something. Maybe you don't race the rest of the season. But, Kyle, we want to work with you to make sure that you don't do this again and we give you a second chance. None of that is being said, and that's what really ticks me off. Kyle Larson's is not a bad kid. He's just a rambunctious kid who got himself in some hot water because of something he said to a friend of his, that he didn't think was going to get out publicly, that, yes, he probably does with that friend every time they're together. But there needs to be something between all or nothing, because we don't have death penalties for parking violations either.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Dennis. The, the problem with uh, that Kyle Larson is going to run into is it is going to take one of those companies, because NASCAR is so sponsor-dependent, to step up and say yes we know you know what he said is dumb and all that but we still support him and i just don't know if a company is going to to do that i think steve you made a fantastic I- point in the last segment that once the country opens back up and sporting events open back up the news that is going to be coming out, you know, you're going to have training camp started, baseball's going to get going, basketball is going to figure out what they're doing. You know, I think there's a good chance that, for the most part, it kind of blows over. But going into Daytona next year, you know, say Kyle Larson's in the 10 car, which is where I expect him to, uh, to end up and run next year uh, for Stuart Haas. You know, the the story's going to come back up, and the companies are scared of the blowback.
2: Yeah, I agree. Let, let's let take a quick break. We'll return with the Dennis Michelson, and we have some breaking news in the world of racing. I will tell you guys about that coming up next on the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, and, of course, David Hobbs Honda. Show Steve Zotke along with the Polish Pipe Bomb Jeff Roloski joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from DMIG Media Front It is Dennis Michelson, and we have uh, some breaking news here off of Twitter from the uh, Twitter account of Drunken Brian France. Yeah. And it reads <clears throat> Brian France was not and never has been associated, affiliated, or in any way involved with this Twitter account or any of the content generated and or posted by it. I will be permanently deactivating and deleting this account. I understand this account is harmed. Brian France and his family in many ways never intended. And for that, I am sorry. Wow. Sometimes? Sometimes? That's
0: horrible. Brian France, away. how weak. You know, it came out that he was going to sue that guy because of uh, quote-unquote damage to his reputation and that uh, he thought people would uh, confuse the parody account with his actual account, and uh, just what a joke. And it's sad that it's come to that. If you don't know that drunken Brian France isn't the real Brian France, you've got a serious problem. Um And it's probably a good description of Brian France to begin with. So, you know, it's that's just it's brutal. That is brutal.
2: You know, it's you really. I mean, mean, he's he's quote unquote he won, but Dennis has he really won?
3: Well, he he won because he he threw his big lawyer money around to shut somebody up. I'm just worried what this does to other accounts that we find, you know, near and dear to our hearts. Will will we see a union of warning cones at the racetracks form a union and come down against the orange cone Twitter account? Will we see Mike Helton's mustache suddenly suing to uh, get rid of Mike Helton's mustache count because we don't want to be confused that it's the actual mustache that is tweeting things. This is ridiculous. This is, this is a case of somebody who lost their nerve and should have battled this to the end to defend the First Amendment over parody humor. I just, I don't get it. If, if, if uh, Blazing Saddles was made nowadays, um, and all, any Mel Brooks movie would would uh, the descendants of Adolf Hitler be complaining about the parody? You know that he was badly, you know, portrayed in a Mel Brooks movie. Uh, how stupid can we get? The guy took drugs and was drinking and was driving on more than one occasion, but just happened to do it away from Florida, where he had the protection of the police, and got busted. And this is ridiculous. He's, if anybody's an embarrassment to Brian France, Brian France is an embarrassment to himself.
2: Yeah. I mean, it it is. It's, it's, yeah. Okay. You won, but you basically proved yourself to be, you know, I mean, yeah, he won, but he hasn't won, you know, and now he's going to slink off and hopefully everybody's going to forget him. Or maybe not forget him, but remember him for how he almost sunk NASCAR.
0: Yeah, his reputation yeah, is in tatters, you. and this does nothing to uh, to help rehabilitate his uh, his reputation at all. The fact, you know, one of the great things about NASCAR is that it's a blue-collar sport for real people. You go at, to any NASCAR race, you're sitting with you know, thirty, forty thousand 40,000 of your neighbors, people that wake up, lunch pail, you know, work boots, hard hat, all that kind of stuff, just like you and me. And it's not, yeah. you know, when you go to a, a Packer game and you see the the corporate sponsors and, you know, stuff like that sitting in these these glorious boots. And obviously they have that at NASCAR as right well, but For the most part, the fan base is real people. And for him to use his enormous wealth to go after this guy is just absolutely ridiculous. So I agree. While technically he won, there's no way in hell that in the long run he wins because of this.
2: No, it shows him to be, you know, just how petty he is, pardon the pun. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's sad, but... But not surprising. No. no. So, next up, Dennis, when are we going to see racing? Oh, man.
3: Um, I actually think it's going to be sooner rather than later. But it's going to be a while till the fans come back. I really think we're going to see some of the southern states allow NASCAR racing on their grounds without fans. And... They can get away with that being a good solution because they make so much money off the TV rights that they'll do fine. And especially if they're the only sport, they're the only real sport going that is able to come back like that and race on the weekends, their ratings will be enormous and they will possibly pick up some new fans. Because I, I saw a meme the other day that was absolutely hilarious, and I think you may have been the one that shared it. You know, the the idea that, you know, sports fans in America are so bored, they'll watch European uh, soccer now. You know, it's just that's about how bad it's gotten to the point. I was watching a game of team handball last night. Okay, I'm I'm starved for sports to to the extreme. But um, I I really think I, I don't think it's going to be until like the next to last week in the month of May. And I actually wouldn't be surprised to see them open up at Homestead, Miami, then race maybe at Atlanta. I don't believe they're going to get permission to race in Charlotte for a while yet. So I think that race might have to be postponed and and moved back. But I think we're going to see a return, not to normal, but to a new weird normal um, within maybe third week of third weekend in May is my guess right
0: now see if i had to guess i would kind of say earlier and the reason why i said it and i was on uh the bart winkler morning show yesterday uh obviously monday through friday six to ten here on the fan and he asked me that if nascar came back and was the only sport going would they really attract more fans and my answer is yes absolutely because, A, it would be the only game in town right now, and, B, because of gambling. And you get eyeballs on oh, sport, yeah. People, you will generate new fans. It's a, it would be a fantastic way for them to sit there and try to save their next TV deal that we all agree NASCAR is going to get the legs cut out from underneath them. Uh, you know, if they don't do this, I think that once the numbers come back on the ratings for the NFL draft that's coming up next week, and when people see how just amazingly through the roof a draft is, not even a game, just a bunch of names being read from Roger Goodell's basement. (laughs) <laughs> and they see the enormous ratings that that 3-day tel- made for television event is going to draw. I think a lot of these sports are going to be scrambling to get the doors open and get them open now because they realize that they are, you know, there could be just an amazing huge cash cow waiting for them if they're the first ones to get back at it.
2: Uh, this this draft next week is going to be huge. And just a uh, our listeners know that our, our show is going to be preempted uh, because of the draft next week, Saturday. And and it, it is going to be, I think, a lot of the other sports are going to go, you mean it's April and we're getting our clocks cleaned by the NFL? And speaking of <laughs> Major League Baseball and basketball and some of the others, is like, you know, Let's face it, the NFL is 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 the you know thousand pound gorilla in the room, and they're you know it, it's amazing how the NFL's number one, and they just 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 by chance as of right now, the way things are working out, they're working out their season perfectly. Their season ended just before this happens. You got all this chaos happening, and by the time we finally get back to hopefully normalcy, guess what starts up again. The NFL. So, I mean, it, you know, if if you're, if you're uh, you know, the commissioners of, of basketball and baseball, you're, like, just scratching your head. Like, I can't believe their luck at this point.
0: Well, absolutely. And I, I would imagine that the ratings for the draft this year are going to be three to four times higher than normal at the bare minimum. Because everybody, like you said, Dennis, you know, people are watching – Soccer, which you know, I thank God I haven't gotten to that point yet, uh, you know. But it is it is bad. You've got uh, you know Ryan Horvat and Bart Winkler. were are talking about betting on Russian table tennis because there's nothing else to gamble on. And you know, if you sit there and if NASCAR can run, which they should have been running this entire time because you you want to talk about a sport with social distancing you know if the stands are clear you get a third of the teams at pit on pit road or a quarter of the teams pit on pit road a quarter in parking lot a a quarter in the garage a quarter in parking lot c change the rules where pit times don't matter and you can run it and they could have been IndyCar as well, running this entire time, been the only thing going, and the popularity and the viewership would have soared.
2: Yep, it is interesting. Any final thoughts, uh, Dennis?
3: Well, I, I just, um, it, it is going to be interesting to see how many people tune into the draft versus usual. Um, if those numbers are way up, I didn't see the numbers on the NBA horse thing. I didn't watch it. Um, But, you know, you're right. The first sport back, and it's likely to be racing. Heck, we saw Bill Bader Jr. out at Norwalk um, in in Ohio say that he's not going to listen to the governor. And he's going to hold some drag racing events. Um, How he's going to do it, who knows. But uh, he's going to, you know, do all the social distancing and all the right things. But I think people are going to get very restless here over the next couple of weeks. We're already seeing protests in Michigan, Wisconsin uh, has one coming up. Minnesota already had one, Florida, California. We're going to start seeing people getting a little stir-crazy. They will only tolerate non-normal life for so long in this country. But first sport back is going to win, and it's likely to be NASCAR.
2: Don't. Mess was a Wisconsinite from their ability to drink alcoholic beverages in a social setting. That's all I can say. Especially when the weather is nice. I, when the weather, when you when you get that first 75, 80 degree day in Wisconsin, all bets are off when it comes to the social distancing, in my opinion. But that's just me. <laughs> so true. All right, Dennis, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate everything. D Mike Media, tell us what's going on.
3: Well, we're going to be rolling out the new uh, Shoot for Success podcast on hockey soon. We're going to be rolling out our uh, Wide World of Motorsports podcast here very soon. And also, during the draft, go to fakepigskin.com, and we're going to be live broadcasting. We're going to be live streaming during that event. All the uh, favorite writers of yours over at Fake Pigskin, including myself, will be having instant commentary on who goes where and their impact in fantasy football, and we're going to be doing that live during the NFL draft this year.
0: Okay. do you have here. a GoFundMe set up for when you get sued by uh, the pigskin uh, association because the fake pigskin could actually get. Uh, oh, oh,
3: absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, I hope me, that you uh, GoFundMe.
3: Yeah, ready I, gotta, so you I, gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. So. My. Yeah, my lawyer is calling on the other
2: line. Sorry, guys. That was was Dennis Michelson on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Coming up next, Jeff and I talk about what Roger Penske said about the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And Then after the top of the hour, we're going to talk with Dr. Steve Olvey, IndyCar Safety and more. Coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, Steve Zaki, along with Polish Pipe. I'm Jeff Rolowski. and uh, Jeff, things are going to start opening up this summer. Of course, I think maybe possibly sooner uh, than some people may think. Uh, of course, it'll be different, uh, you know, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be off and then totally on. But hopefully by August, uh, we're going to be seeing things. Those really start to pick up and uh, Roger Penske expects to have the full pageantry and everything with the Indianapolis 500 for August 23rd, doesn't he? Yes, he does.
0: And, uh, and I hope it works out and I hope that, uh, it's successful, not only for, uh, IndyCar and, but you know, for America, the Indy 500 is an American tradition and yes, it's not on Memorial day this year for the first time ever on Memorial day weekend, but, uh, you know, it uh, it is going to take place, and the the sports world needs it. IndyCar needs it. The state of Indiana needs needs it. We all need it, and uh, and I hope that uh, that it works out. I hope they they sell out and pack that place, and everybody uh, everybody has a great time.
2: Yeah, it should be interesting. I, I got a kick out of this. Uh, uh, they, they go you know, do do you have any regrets on buying the, you know, on your timing of buying the Speedway? He says no, and, it, you know, it's Penske. You know, everything he has is a, you know, kind of a five-year plan anyways, and this is just a, you're going to deal with this. Uh, he did say, though, the governor of Indiana, the mayor of Indianapolis, the town of Speedway has reached out for me from the beginning. We're operating as a team, and we're going to get through this. And if you think of anybody who can get through anything, and the guy is – the guy knows everybody is it is roger penske isn't it and i certainly think that it'll be interesting to see now there are a couple minor components that have been canceled like there's a vintage IndyCar car um group uh they always invite a lot of about 50 vintage indy cars uh to participate in a variety of events that weekend and that's been canceled and you know and that's because of it it's they have so many moving parts and i think that is you want to start like you work from the bottom in that and of course you know some of the guys are probably listening Oh no, we're integra part well yeah but there's other things too and you when you're working when you're doing an event like this there's obviously a lot of things you you have to do now granted now let's also remember that i'm trying to remember what the term is but the indy 500 is a uh, you know that ultra security, it's it's on par with the Super Bowl. Any political convention, they have everything from Homeland Security involved there the bomb sniffing dogs, they have sharpshooters. A lot of people don't realize that. Everything they have people that are in place for that. It's treated on par because you have over 250 300,000 people there. It, it, it's a big event so. And there's a lot of moving parts and, uh, you know, unfortunately, minor, smaller parts might have to be cut out and that, that's, that's one of them. So, but they, they hopefully will be back next year and I'm looking forward to to that weekend because, uh, like I said, I mean, we're, we're getting through this now, but as the weather gets warmer, Jeff, I'm sure you're like me, you're kind of itching to get out, you know, and, and you know, it, it's, I'm, 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 I think I'm managing it well. I'm working from home of my other job and I'm getting a lot of stuff done around the house. <laughs> so yeah, I, hear uh, you. I
0: I am as well. And, uh, you know, there might be some changes, uh, to the whole Indy 500 weekend being in August, but I don't expect many. I think that, uh, by then, you know, things should be pretty much doors wide open again. And, we better hope so because we've seen in uh, what the last month or however long it's been, you know, 22 million people are out of work and uh, you know, that's got to change and we're, we're going to have to get back to normal. And do I expect the, uh, like the snake pit and that, you know, uh, techno fest that they've got down there for all the young kids during uh, race weekend to go on? Absolutely, because those are the, going to be the first people that uh, aren't going to be scared to get back at it. And you know, while you have, uh, you might be the average age. I would imagine of sporting events this year is going to go down like crazy, because I think the young, the younger people will be the first people to sit there and uh, and really get back to hundred percent of their normal lives the way that they were before this virus hit than some of the the older crowd who is still going to be concerned over you know being the most vulnerable um so i would imagine that the crowd would be younger but i i think it's still going to be a, a a huge draw and i expect those stands to be packed
2: it's going to be interesting Uh, We're going to take a quick break here as we're getting at the top of the hour. When we come back, we're going to talk with Dr. Steve Olvey regarding his book, Rapid Response, and also the documentary also uh, coming up next on The Final Inspection Show.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.